Hi everybody, it's Andy Phillips here and uh, uh, this is Atheism UK's podcast. Uh, we've got uh, Rich Honus and Anders. Hi everyone. Yeah. Hi guys, how you doing? Good, now, thanks. We're going to be talking today about uh, a subject which we've spoken about um, and it's quite a sticky one um, in the sort of the broad spectrum of what we what we can talk about in this podcast um, but we're talking about the bishops in the house of lords one of the you know that's the the, the key to what we're talking about today uh, but there's just been the assisted dying bill that's going through the house of lords at the moment um, and so we'll probably touch on that because this is the one of the reasons why we sort of brought this to the table in the first place uh, so let's talk about the bishops and the concepts of the bishops in the House of Lords first, because this is the, uh, the, the thing that sort of irks us, I guess, a little bit the most. So um, who wants to start with this? Uh, they shouldn't be there. Basically. <laughs> nice. <enough>. Rich. <laughs> so we've got uh, 26 unelected bishops in the House of Lords. We've got uh, two archbishops and, and the other 24 are, are, are bishops. The UK is the only other country in the world except Iran yes. that has um, archbishops in its legislature. So clerics. it's just uh, clerics, yeah. Um, thanks. Um, but how did that ever happen? You know, and it, it, it still perpetuates, it's just bizarre. It, well, it, it, it has an influence on, on uh, our, our laws. Yeah. Well, I, I think it is a throwback a little bit to sort of British history and the fact that we don't have a constitutional separation of church and state. Um, you know, the United Kingdom, um, you know, our head of state is the head of the Church of England. Ironically, not the head of the Church of Scotland or the Church of Ireland, but that's... Um, to other, or, or even the Church of Wales, actually. I don't even know if they have a separate one, but um, and that's part of it's part of a a remnant of our history, which for some reason we just have not gotten rid of yet. Um, but I think it is actually something that we need to get rid of because I think their um, their involvement in our legislative process. I mean, regardless of what you think about the House of Lords in general. And, you know, we take no official position on that because that's not what we're about. However, um, the very fact that they are there and do influence our laws is problematic. It's not just the current assisted dying bill. We've had, you know, going back, you know, things like marriage equality, um, all sorts of other um, LGBT equality measures, all of them opposed by the churches, uh, by the bishops, uh, and they get up and they're able to make speeches on it. And for me, I mean, if you actually if you actually look at the debates that happen, you know, they say we mustn't forget God in all this. And I'm thinking, but the moment you say that, the moment you invoke a God um, to argue for or against any form of lit, uh, lit, uh, legislation. You've lost me because everything that you have to say after that point is meaningless. Yeah. It is absolutely meaningless because 
we got to oppose this because God wouldn't want it. But there isn't a God there to want or not want it. It's um, it's it's an anachronism. It's it's it, it's actually I'm speechless. Calm down, Rich. You've got to blow up in a second, mate. No, no, no. This, this is absolutely brilliant. Um, because you can see how emotional we're getting yeah. about this. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's 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 really good. So, uh, and of course, we're... see the thing is for for me it, again. It's I mean I'm I'm just reiterating what you said, Rich. But mm. for me, when you've got bishops in the House of Lords, which have an influence over our laws. And this is meant to be a secular country, you know, separation of church and state and all those sort of things. Um, but when you actually listen to what they're saying, and, I'm, and we're, we're referencing the assisted dying bill that's come out um, 22nd of October, it was, it was uh, put forward in the House of Lords. Um, when they talk about this, if you actually go through that whole thing, when they talk about this, they talk about it from a position of the Bible. Now, so this is not about empathy for the human being. It's not about well-being of, of citizens of this country. It's not about that at all. It's that They are there for our spiritual guidance, apparently, even though this is a secular country. And many, many, many people in this country are not religious. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, that is was... the thing for me that 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 it just places them in a in a unassailable position. They are not a tenable voice for legal representation of or to or to impact anything legal in this country. Their voice is not relevant. That's really yeah. my point. And I think I think one of the things you said there was really telling. You said that this country is meant to be a secular democracy. These people do not believe that. They do not believe we are a secular country. They believe that we are a Christian country. Uh, regardless of the actual religious beliefs of its people, they believe that this is a Christian country, and therefore um, this religious belief, this Christian ethos, um, should be part of our legal framework. And you look, and, it, and again, as I said, it's not just this. It's You look at some of the other legislations in education, for example. You know, schools are required to provide a daily act of worship of a broadly Christian mm. character. Um, I know we've spoken about this before, but that is part of the, in scare quotes, Christian heritage of this country. And I, I just want to bring up a couple of things that were actually said during the debate. Uh, not to, Not actually talking about the subject of the debate per se, this is some of the things that, that, that they said. So there was um, one one guy who was a bishop, the Bishop of Chester, on record in the chamber during a legislative debate said, and I quote, God does not inflict evil on people. Technically is right because God doesn't inflict anything because there isn't one. But there were also comments, people saying that, oh, this is an atheist bill denying god and denying eternity yeah well damn right we're denying god and denying eternity uh, another one said it doesn't really acknowledge the fact that many of us believe in the afterlife we don't care what you believe it's not something that should have an impact on our on our um on our legislation 
and it isn't just left to the Christians. There was um, there was a, another member of the Lords who is a Sikh who said again, citing religious texts during a policy debate in our legislature, said, "quote We have to accept the will of Almighty God." Mm. No, we don't. There is no almighty God. There's no reason to believe that this almighty God is real. There is no reason why this should form any part or any argument within our legislature. Full and stop. Also, period. Just, to, just to point this out, though, in this assisted dying bill, um, they are saying that the uh, it's it, you know they're against the bill. And they're saying they're against the bill because God has given us the gift of life. And it's down to God to uh, take that away. It's not down to us to legislate when we die. You know, and, and, and for me, it was when I'm, I'm looking at this as a, a secularist. I'm looking at this as an atheist. And I'm thinking to myself, I want a world where we can make our choices I want the bill to be the right bill. You know, I don't know whether, I mean, I've gone through the bill and I can see why there are some, some people who, who may be opposed to it because of certain things. But what I noticed about everybody who, that was opposed to this, uh, they didn't really talk about, they didn't talk about empathy. They didn't talk about care. They didn't talk about, you know, boosting palliative care that some of them did, but most of them didn't. But what they were talking, what they were talking about more than anything else, there was two. If you watch it, it's, there's two key things that they talk about. It's a religious view uh, that uh, life is given by God and can only be taken by God. Uh, the other one is that the bill leads to some sort of slippery slope to um, euthanasia at a whim, which is not what the bill's about. And these sort of dishonest ways of talking uh, by by the archbishop as well using these other red herrings because they can't really just come out and say, you know, God gives life and God takes away life and you have no right to do anything apart from that. See, if we take that out of this, this, this religious process that they go through in their mind, you take that out and take the Lords out of this, sorry, take the, the bishops out of the Lords. Then we've got people who are talking about whether the bill is structured correctly and it's and it's the secular way of, of looking at things with evidence and understanding and most of the people in the lords talk about these things because they care about people i know that that's the case i mean most people care about others they may have a differing opinion about this but when you've got bishops talking about it from a from a concept of it's only god's judgment that can do this that just that dilutes the conversation. It, it 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 makes it very one-sided in so far as you can only take God's word for this, or you can only do things on the on the will of God. And in a secular society, no, you bloody don't. We need to have a proper, serious discussion about this. This is a really important bill about it's, it's, how it's, we live our lives. I think once again, I think it's the religious hijacking of morality again. Yeah, it is. That's what this is. In, 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 in certainly in this case, well, in most cases, it's it is the religious hijacking of morality. Um, you know, this particular proposal in this bill is immoral because 
God says it's immoral. But not because they've uh, actually thought about what the, the 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 you know the compassionate thing to do or the best thing to do. Now, no. whether the bill goes through or not, I don't think it's going to go through again. It's the fourth time they've had this in recent years, mm. and it's not gone through before. It's not gone through to Parliament. It's not become legislation. Um, even though you know, if, again, if you watch that uh, that whole debate, and it's it's a long debate. But you've got all these different lords all talking about these things. And whether they agree with the bill or disagree with the bill, everybody who is coming from a secular position has their own personal morality that they're talking about. They they, they come at it with their own stories. So even those will, who are opposing it. Even exactly, that's what I'm saying. It. Whether they're opposing it or for it, it doesn't matter. You know, they come at it with their own secular view of why it's right or wrong, um, except the bishops. And also, there, I, I also noticed there was one um, uh, one of the lords who said, I'm a, po- I'm a Muslim and I am fundamentally opposed to it because I'm a Muslim. And again, it's because of, of, of religion. So whether you're a Christian or, or Muslim or Sikh, you know, they're coming at it from a religious point of view, not from an, a, a point of view of empathy and care, and love and that's the that's the, my biggest problem you know we're always accused of not having morals mm. um, but as rich you've just said their morals are based on their religion not through their heart and that pisses me off more than anything else it really does well, you, you, you can link this to things like uh, uh, abortion and yeah. obje- uh, objections to, to that gay marriage etc mm. excuse me it's not your body. Yeah? Mm. It's my body. If I want to die, I want to die. Yeah, Nobody's going to stop me doing that. If I'm mm. in extreme agony because I'm, you know, diseased, I want to die. I do not want my life. Well, you, you want to have the ability to have the choice to die. Mm. Because a lot of the people, you know, they talk about the these, um, these different things, like in, there's, uh, Canada has got it. Um, Belgium has it, you know, a lot of these, there's lots of different places that have done it. I mean, the, the biggest one is the Illinois thing. You know, I mean, the Illinois is the sort of the model that they're trying to sort of get towards the, the, the concept of, of uh, no, it's not Illinois, Oregon. I'm sorry. Um, and it works very well in Oregon. It works very well. Now, is it perfect? Now, nothing is perfect. Will someone uh, take advantage of it? Yes, human beings will always take advantage of it. But to not have something like that, a, 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 an assisted dying process, because I know personally, and I don't really want to sort of uh, get into the, the, the too much of the personal thing, because, you know, it's not really our place to talk about whether the bill's yeah. a good bill or not, you know. Yeah. However, for, for me personally, I can see from all the evidence out there, including the uh, the evidence that's come out of the Oregon bill um, or the legislation, which they've had for 20-plus years. I mean, it's not something new. They can see that people don't always take it up. You know, they might want to have that bill in place, but people have the choice now that if I get into a position where I'm, I really don't want to live anymore, they have the op- option to say, I want to die, you know, and my choice to die, 
you know, but a lot of people don't actually take it up. You know, I think it's like 30% of those given that option say, no, I don't want to do that. And that's the whole point. Give people the option. Don't take yeah, it away. It, 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 having the option, it, it, just one, one more thing, Rich, having the option mm. gives them a, a much better feeling, a much better, you know, much more, much better well-being because they know the options that if they want to take it, the options there, but they don't always want to take it. Mm. And, and for me, one of the one of the really interesting things, um, if you read the uh, National Secular Society's story in it, and we'll we'll link to it in the uh, show notes, but. Um, a former Archbishop of Canterbury is actually a supporter of the bill. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, when the bill was tabled, um, the latest poll shows 84% of the population support the bill, including 80% of people who declare themselves religious. But it's this bunch of unelected um, people who in the name of religion are restricting the freedom of people's people's freedom of choice based on their own personal view of their religious beliefs. And that's got to be wrong. That has got to be wrong. Okay. Uh, Rich, uh, what you were just saying there, that was uh, uh, George Carey. Yes. Uh, he said, uh, I may be out of step with the House of Bishops, but I think it's a step with the vast majority of the nation. Yes, absolutely. Um, so even he can get it, you know, and this, this, this all smacks to me. I mean, I, again, I, um, I don't know. I've mentioned it on a previous podcast. There's um, a, a, a fantastic cartoon um, about how religious people can treat others. And it's, uh, it's the, it's the, it's the man in a suit in a park uh, walking past uh, two women who are sat on a park bench eating ice cream. And he goes to he goes up to the women and said, "My beliefs forbid me to eat ice cream in the park on Mondays." And the women's reply to him saying, "Well, don't do it then." Uh, and he replies, "No, you don't understand because I believe that you are also forbidden to do so." And I think that really does sum up this sort of entire debate and the the sort of attitude of some of these religious legislatures. Because my religious beliefs say I can't do that. I'm going to make. I'm going to legislate to make sure you can't do it either. And that's when I get angry. Yeah. Yeah. But the the, the vast majority of people in in the UK are, are not religious, mm-hmm. or, or just completely disinterested, uninterested, apathetic to uh, religion. In, in the first place. So we have a tiny minority of people who are, you know, are in power, and certainly in in House of Lords, uh, putting their views on, on, the, re- on the, the rest of us. us. And uh, the other problem we have is, um, yeah, okay, everybody, you know, probably likes the Queen unless you're, a, you know, sort of... Um, Anti uh, monarchy thing, a Republican. But, um, yeah, uh, fine. Yeah, but uh, she is. That's her job to be the head of the church, and yes. that is the big problem. Yes, it's the blurring of the role of being head in state and being the head of the church. Now, um, 
I think those two roles are totally incompatible. They mm. they absolutely are. Um, and again, you know, whether you're a hardcore Republican or a hardcore monarchist when it comes to a political system, surely you can see the problem of having the head of state being the head of the church. Because that is, again, where... Well, that's the basis of a lot of this stuff that I said earlier. People say this is a Christian country because the religion is historically intertwined with the state and we just haven't managed to fully separate it yet within our structure, within our institutional structures. Many of us have gotten rid of it out of our own heads. And, and how many of those people that say they actually say that they do believe actually do believe and just say it because that's what you say? You know, when, yep. when we spoke before about census forms, how many people put down Church of England because that's what you put? Yeah, because you were Christians. That, 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 that's where. But a, a country cannot be Christian. No. Yeah, a, a country is just a bit of land. Yeah, uh, it, 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 it can't be Christian. Uh, just, you know, some people may be Christians who actually populate that country, but a, a, a country cannot be any religious denomination you, you, you can't call a bit of land mm. you know it's oh this is islamic or oh, this is hindu or, yeah but it, they do yeah of course i know yeah you look you look at you look at some of the some of the past i mean i've seen a few of my uh friends passports who come from um different parts of the world and they you know their passport is from the islamic republic of pakistan for example you know um no, a piece of land is not a, a piece of land is not religious. You're right, um, but again, it's I say it's institutional structures which we we've come a long way. We've come a long way in certainly in terms within wider society, but it's still institutionalized, and I think that's where we need to start chipping away at those institutions. Yeah, I'll, Get, I've just I've just renewed my passport, mm. and it and it doesn't have atheist stamp on it and no. it doesn't have geordie stamp on it either so no. but in some in some countries in some countries religion is stamped in it and in fact um there was a i think it was a national identity card i think it was indonesia i think it was indonesia yeah. um folks please tell us if i'm wrong you have to be one of five religions because you have to have your religion printed on your national identity card mm. they only recognize five of them and you can't be an atheist officially you can't be an atheist you have to be a muslim a christian a hindu a jew or a buddhist mm -hmm. you have to be one of those there I'm are not no sure which one to pick really um... well yeah um well i'm none of them so how could I? So how could I get? How could I get? Oh, and by the way, Indonesia is one of those countries where um, it's illegal to deconvert from Islam. Mm. You can deconvert from all the others and become a Muslim, but as soon as you have Muslim on your card, going back to our previous um, discussion on apostasy, um, you cannot. Once you are a Muslim, you are a Muslim for life in Indonesia. Because that's what's punched on your card. Hmm. A bit like being a Catholic. Yeah, oh, sticky religion, yes. I, I remember Dara Breen's um, uh, thing on that, yeah. Hmm. Um, you know, 
you can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. Oh, and by the way, we're not going to let you check out either. Yeah, Hotel California springs to mind, but anyway. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, oh you've just bit me to that, Andy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I talk about that in, in my professional life as well. I use that in one of my lectures. Uh, but... Um, Jerry, yeah. Jerry, in, in that in that debate as well, um, one thing that really made me smile a little bit because it it caused a bit of a murmur in the house in the House of Lords when this guy said, "I can't remember the the actual um, Lord who said this," um, but he said something like, uh, "He'd like to say that he very much recognises the sincerity of those who believe deeply in the sanctity of life," and he said, "I'm a Christian myself." But may I remind you that when on the cross, Christ was put out of his agony by a kindly Roman centurion who pierced his side with a with a lance. Uh, my lords, his death was assisted. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, thought that is that was a very very sort of poignant thing mm. to say by and uh, by a Christian. So he's not that it actually happened. Not that it actually happened, of course. No, but it, 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 it's happened in their heads. In this the is story. The, this is the world that they are brought up in, that that is actually true. Mm. And for, for this Christian law to point out that, uh, by the way, Christ was, um, Christ's death was assisted, you know, by a kindly centurion, if you remember. Well, it was, assi- it, was- it, would have been, it would have been assisted by being nailed up in the first place, but that's... Yeah, a- that, would have, that would have might have helped, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but my, no, my, my response to that is, uh, were you there? Oh no, yeah, but it's, it was. I think it was. It was the. It was the. It was the put down that I loved. Mm. You know, because the, the you know the, the lords are coming from a position of religious teachings and you know their religious upbringing and the usual thing that that the uh, the bishops do. But for this Christian to say, oh, by the way, <laughs> you know, yeah. the person you um, believe in. You know, if you mm. if you read your Bible, <laughs> that was an assisted getting, assisted death. You know, we're, we're getting very close to um, uh, why I was expelled from Sunday school, which is, you know, it, it's, it's, it's going to come up near Christmas. You didn't crucify one of the teachers, did you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Maybe that, that should be a competition we have. That. It was worse than that. But maybe okay, that should yeah. be a competition. <laughs> okay, competition. Why was why was Embers? Um, expelled from Sunday school. Um, we'll have to come up with a prize of some kind. Um, but uh, yeah, if um, comments comments below, please. Why do you think Mark was expelled from Sunday school? And if and anybody, you'll, get... you'll never guess. You you will never guess. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it even more tempting to try. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Come on, folks. Comments in the comments below. We want to we we want to know what your thoughts are on this. Yeah. Roll on Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah so I, I think i think that so the bottom line of this is that you know these bishops who are a, a, a label or have the ability to things like you know um vote on legislation and uh influence the house of lords mm. um become become their uh their spiritual focus and all that sort of thing um, well, they are called the Lord's spiritual. They're they? called the Lord's spirits, spiritual. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but they can intervene in legislation. Yes. Which is, 
you know, it, it's completely wrong from it, from, uh, to get, yeah, again, and as we got, you know, separation of church and state, secular society, we're, we're aiming at more than anything else, a secular, uh, secular state, secular society. They shouldn't have that religious privilege again, because, you know, like most of them, well, like all of them, they're not, they're not democratically elected. But because and, and, and they're not even appointed in the in the to the lords in the normal way that a lord is appointed. Yeah, I got no the, problem with a bishop getting into the position of the, as someone in the House of Lords if they go through the same. Which uh, many of them do when they retire from their bishopric, by the yeah, way. Yeah. So, for example, we're talking about George Carey. Um, he retired as Archbishop of Canterbury. Technically, they lose their seat in the Lords when they retire from the bishopric. But most of them then get appointed as life peers on that retirement, so they get to stay. Now, again, I don't have a problem with somebody being, well, I mean, beyond the issue of whether we should have um, an appointed or an elected second chamber. Uh, that's a conversation not for us. That's a, that's a, that's a conversation for other bodies and other groups. But if that's the way, if, if they get appointed that way, yeah, fine. That's the way that most lords are now appointed. You know, we've even gotten rid of most of the hereditaries as well. But um, to have a seat in the lords because you're appointed as a bishop, no, that's 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 got to go. That has got to go. Because yeah, because I mean the, the the point of this, the, you know, this their automatic position today in our society cannot be justified. No. Um, and especially when you look at the what they actually argue. whether And again, whether or not you agree with their position in terms of piece of legislation. I have seen some of the members of the House of Lords, for example, when contributing to debates on, po on poverty, for example, I actually agree with them most of the time and actually think, yes, they should be helping hold the government to account Members of the law should be holding the government to account on issues like that. But even if I agree with them on those particular issues, I don't agree with them being there in the first place because of the premise that they argue from. And they argue from the position that a God exists, they know what that God wants and thinks, and they're going to legislate in that way to affect my life to affect my friends' lives, to affect the lives of millions of people up and down the country, and in fact on foreign affairs, on, on, on matters across the world, on that premise. And that is not a valid premise. And especially when, when you know, 52% of the adult population are non-religious. Yeah. 52%. And and above, and in, you know, and in reality, it probably is above that because yeah, it, it's massively earlier. above that. But it, you know, the, from what I think this came from the um, uh, British Social Attitudes study in 2018. Mm. But you know, when when you've got 52 percent and above of the population that are non-religious, they don't want people who are having opinions about legislation based on religion and not about what that person, whether they're a bishop or not, that person's attitude towards things like this debate. Well, you know, it, it just, it's, it can't attitude, be just, I'm just going to go to the Bible. You know, it's got to be, what do you actually bloody think? Yeah. 
what do you think and why do you think it? Because that why is, you know, I, I, I try to ba- I try to base most of my decision making on on what the evidence is. I know I know I'm human, and I know that is not possible 100 percent of the time. We often have feelings about the things that we we decisions that we make. But um, yeah, as I say, as soon as you say I am going to legislate this way because this is what God is telling me to do. Any argument that you have after that is meaningless. As I said yeah. earlier, you know, you've lost me. You, you know, and if you're trying to convince me, the moment you, the moment you invoke God, I'm not listening to a word you're saying after that. Yeah. Well, I think it'd be, I mean, I think, it, sorry, I think it will be interesting to see what, what people think. I think, you know, I think what we've, uh, unless you've got something embers, if you want to just sort of uh, round it up, cause I'm, I think we've, we sort of covered this and I think it's, it's, mm. It's something which I think we've got to put out there and ask people what they think as well. So, Embers, if you oh. want to sort of finish this off. Uh, no, no, I've got no, nothing to add. Uh, it's, um, I think, you know, great. And it'd be fantastic to hear from, from people uh, on, on the different views. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, so let's call it a, call it a, an end to that. I think that's been absolutely fascinating. We... we we do need people's opinions as well. It's not just it's not just us, but we, if you know if you've got an opinion on this, let us know. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the channel um, and put your comments in. And yeah, just make sure that you know you're not a troll. <laughs> don't just <laughs> don't just quote Bible verses at us because we've had a few people just quoting Bible. Makes no sense quoting a Bible verse us. What's your actual opinion? What's coming out of your head, not out of the Bible? So uh, yeah. Until next time, we'll uh, we'll see you then. Um, but make sure you comment, make sure you subscribe, and we'll see you. See you all next time. Take care. Bye. Well, thanks for joining us today, and don't forget to click that like button. Also, make a comment, and of course, subscribe to the channel. We'll see you next time.